0: This is J.C. Talks, a leadership podcast, episode 49, with me, your host, J.C. Hurtado Prater. Today, we're talking about cultivating your inner Athena. To cultivate his inner Athena, Pericles first had to find a way to master his emotions. Emotions turn us inward, away from noose, which stands for mind and intelligence, away from reality. We dwell on our anger or our insecurities. If we look at the world and try to solve problems, we see things through the lens of these emotions and these cloud our vision. Pericles trained himself to never react in the moment, to never make a decision while under the influence of a strong emotion. Instead, he analyzed his feelings. Usually when he looked closely at his insecurities or his anger, he saw that they were not really justified and they lost their significance under scrutiny. Sometimes he had to physically get away from the heated assembly and retire to his house where he remained alone for days on end, calming himself down, slowly the voice of Athena would come to him. I'm reading from The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, a phenomenal book, and I'm only in chapter one. We've got a long ways to go. We're talking about this gentleman by the name of Pericles who lived in the 400s BC, so about 24, 2500 years ago, and if you want to know more about him and kind of what we've been talking about you can go back to the last two podcasts and kind of get an update on on, on where we're at and talking about him and why he's a great person to learn from for those of us who desire to be leaders for those of us who desire to master ourselves to be led by the rational mind versus the emotional mind to li- to be led by the rational self as versus you know the emotional self And so here he says these powerful words: emotions turn us inward, away from the noose. And so when we talk about this idea of noose in the last podcast, we talked about how uh, Pericles believed that everybody has a god. Everybody makes something their god, and 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 for some people it's an actual god. For other people it's family. For other people it's you know you know uh, moving towards today. It's work. You know, it could be. Uh, earthly possessions, homes and cars and all of that. But everybody has something that they make God. And for Pericles, he said, I'm going to make noose, my God, N-O-U-S, noose, my God, which means mind and intelligence. Above all else, he, he he did not want to live based on his emotional self. Because one of the things that he recognized that historically, Athenian leaders lived based on emotion and they ba- and they made decisions based on emotion, decisions that would cost thousands of people their lives and so he made the decision i'm not going to live like this i'm going to live according to the noose. and the reason why is because he says that emotions turn us inward and we begin to think about ourselves. it's it's it, it's not real it's not reality i'm gonna be transparent with you i wrestled with this in my own life down through time and uh if I'm not careful, I've got this inner voice that will say things to me and will tell me, you know what? You're not good enough. You're not a great teacher. You're not a great leader. You're not a great friend. You're not a great person. And and if I'm not careful, I'll listen to that voice. And the older, and again, I say this quite a bit, the older and hopefully wiser I'm becoming, the more I'm learning to block that voice out. But here's the thing. If I listen to that voice and I make decisions based on that voice, that's making an emotional decision. Why? Because I'm turning myself inward and I'm listening to myself as opposed to what is actual reality, what's going on out in the world. And so the same could be if I have a situation with somebody else and maybe it's an argument that we're getting into and it's getting heated and it's getting uh, hard and it's getting a little bit, you know, words are starting to fly. And I'm starting to feel angry. And I'm starting to get really defensive. And so if I make decisions and I say things based on what's going on in the heat of that moment, it's all going to be emotional. And I'm going to say things that I'm going to regret later. As opposed to basing it on reality. And and, and here's what I love that he said. Pericles This is what we're talking about here. Trained himself to never react in the moment, to never make any kind of decision while under the influence of a strong emotion. Instead, he analyzed his feelings. Before we make a decision, first comes analysis. And usually, when he looked at his insecurities or his anger, he saw that they were not really justified. And how often is that the case with you and with me? We we make decisions based on these emotions that aren't even true. And so sometimes he would have to retire away from the crowds, away from the masses for days on end before he could make a good decision. That's something you and I might might need to learn from as well before we make big decisions, before we respond in kind to go away for a time, to think, to think hard before we respond. Now watch this. This is probably my favorite aspect About Pericles. And this is a game changer for you and for me. He decided to base all of his political decisions on one thing one thing. And here's that one thing what actually served the greater good of Athens? His goal was to unify the citizens'ry, right? So he's saying if every decision is is put through that lens, If when I make a decision, it is put through that lens right there, what is good for the greater good, what's what's best for the greater good of Athens, this is how i make decisions. Now, imagine if you and I put that same thing for us, right? So for him, probably the highest good was what was best for the city of Athens. Maybe for us or for you, it might be family. Maybe it's the team, maybe it's the organization. But imagine if we put that same emphasis in our decision-making before I make any decision, Maybe it's a family decision. I need to think, or it's a personal decision. I need to think, what is best for my children? What's best for my, you know, if we're, if you're a grandparent, what's, what's best for my children's children? What's best for my uh, partner, spouse, friend, lover, whoever it is? What, what's best for my family? What is best for my community? Imagine if we couched all of our decisions in that, that context. That before you make a decision, you think what's best for the community. Now, his goal was to unify the citizenry through genuine love of democracy and belief in the superiority of the Athenian way. And we talked about what the Athenian way is. Having such a standard helped him avoid the ego trap. What's best? Now, again, maybe you have a small team. And so for you, it might be what's best for the person sitting across from me. Now I'm preaching this, but I haven't always done this. And if you could see the book, and if you're watching this on on video, you can see there's so much underlying on here, and stars and all kinds of stuff, double underlining, because this is so good. It impelled him to work to increase the participation and power of the lower and middle classes through such a strategy, Uh, though such a strategy could easily turn against him. It inspired him to limit wars, and we talked about everything that he did. To help him in this deliberative process, and the deliberative process is how do I put the the, uh, the greater good of the Athens over myself? And how do I make decisions based on what's best for them, not what's, not what's best for me? He opened his mind to as many ideas and options as possible. How many leaders you know do that? Are you doing that? listening to as many people as possible, even if maybe what they're saying is something that you would disagree with, but you're still listening to them. He imagined all of the possible consequences of a strategy before committing to it. Ray Dalio talks about this in his book, Principles. First order consequences. That's kind of what we can see right now. Second order consequences. What happens after the first order consequences? Third order consequences. And you can take that all the way up to 10th order consequences, 20th order consequences. What are all the effects of the decisions? That we make and thinking about those, not just making a decision. And you can't do that while making an emotional decision. If you state, hey, I'm going to think about first order, second order, third order, fourth order, fifth order consequences before I make a decision, it's impossible for you to make a decision in the moment because you literally have to go home or go hide away somewhere and think about what are all the choices or what are all the consequences of this choice I'm getting ready to make. That forces you to stop and think before making a decision. With a calm spirit and an open mind, he hit upon policies that sparked one of the true golden ages of history. One man was able to infect an entire city with his rational spirit. What happened to Athens after he departed from the scene speaks for itself. Now, again, we don't have time to go into all that. He probably, one of the things, if I would have been his consultant or his coach, I would have said, hey, you've got to build in, you've got to build up a leadership structure. Because when he died from the plague that hit the Athens, uh, that hit Athens in um, 405 BC, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, 429 BC, they're they're uh, they're in this prolonged kind of, I don't necessarily want to call it a war, but this this frustration, this this uh, this engagement between Athens and Sparta, and finally Athens lost out and. Uh, you know, they succumbed to the will of Sparta in 405. So that's 24 years later after his death. So maybe if he had developed leaders and, you know, but that's a whole nother podcast. Now watch this. Understand this. Like everyone, you think you were rational, but you were not. Rationality is not a power you were born with, but one you acquire through training and practice. The voice of Athena simply stands for a higher power that exists within you right now, a potential you have perhaps felt in moments of calmness and focus. You can't feel those when you're run by emotions. The perfect idea coming to you after much thinking. You are not connected to this power in the present because your mind is weighed down, again, we just said it, with emotions. Like Pericles in the assembly, you are infected by all of the dramas, all of the drama that other people churn up. You are continually reacting to what people give you, experiencing waves of excitement, insecurity, and anxiety that make it hard to focus. Your attention is pulled away, and that, excuse me, is pulled this way and that and without the rational standard to guide your decisions you never quite reach the goals that you set at any moment this can change with a simple decision and watch this and he says this to cultivate your inner athena rationality is then what you will value the most and that will serve you that will serve you as your guide emotions tend to narrow the mind making us focus on one or two ideas that satisfy our immediate desire for power or attention. Ideas that usually backfire. Now with a calm spirit, you can entertain a wide range of options and solutions. You will deliberate longer before acting and reassess your strategies. And right here, I've got uh, right, right here on the side uh, in the margins, I wrote this, our emotions stand between us and our higher power, higher ideas, our higher being, our emotions make us focus on immediate desire for power or attention. And that's what we're talking about here. When making decisions, and leadership is it, it, it can really come down to that it can come down to making decisions. That's kind of what uh, that's what leaders that's what we get paid the big bucks you know, to do, right? That's what you get paid the big bucks. I teach, so I'm, I'm not getting paid those big bucks, but you as the leader get paid the big bucks. Why? Because you're paid to make great decisions. You will never be able to make great decisions about people, about teams, about the organization, or on a personal level, about family, about friends, about relationships, if you're thinking from the emotional self. So what's the solution to all of this? What is the solution to all of this? This idea of cultivating your inner Athena. Now, you can call it that. Other people can call it this. I would say it's cultivating that that inner self. And and, And how do we cultivate it? It can't be done in moments of emotional, the word coming to my mind is the emotional circus. It can't be done that way. It can only be done with calm, with the spirit of being centered. And then I would say this, how do we do that? We follow the influence of Pericles, and we decide to base all of our decisions on one thing, and for him, it was what served the greater good of the Athens. For you, as a leader, it could be what serves the greater good of the team. What serves the greater good of the organization? What serves the greater good of the community? It could be what serves the greater good of your family. What serves the greater good of your children? What what serves the greater good of your partner, spouse, lover, friend, whatever it may be? It's saying that in any decision I make, before I make any decision, I'm going to think what is the greater good for the people outside of myself. I'm never going to allow my emotions to fully dictate my decisions. This is how, practically speaking, you want to know, practically speaking, how you can, quote unquote, cultivate your inner Athena? Never make a decision in a time when you're feeling emotional. Ever, 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 ever. The best thing that you and I can do is to just be quiet. It may mean we have to go away for some time. I think one of the the healthiest things that happens in relationships are when, uh, let's say you have a couple and one of the couples has a serious issue that they need to bring to the table. And what the other couple does when they hear it is instead of reacting, they say, you know what? Thank you for that information. I need to process this. It may take me a few days, but I'll get back to you when I've had time to really sit with this. Unhealthy people want the reaction right now. They want the answer right now. Give it to me right now. I want to know what you think. That's unhealthiness. Healthy people stop and say, "You know what? That's a great. Thank you for that." I'm going to go and I'm going to process it and 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 then the other person, the person who said what they, you know, whatever they needed to say, they stop and they say, you know what? That's such a healthy way. Thank you for taking the time that you need to process that because I know you're going to make a much better decision. How to cultivate your inner Athena, and you can term that however you want. How to, call, how, how to cultivate a centeredness about you as a leader and as a person, and how, how do you do that? Putting the good of the community above yourself, living according according to the rational self versus the emotional self. Why? Because emotions always turn you inward. Healthy decisions made by healthy people, functional leaders are leaders who stop and say what's best for the community, not what's best for myself. I want to end it with this quick quote, and I've said this before in many other podcasts. Tim Keller says this, the pastor from New York City says this. He says, I love this quote. Here's the difference between the righteous person and the wicked person. The wicked person disadvantages the community for the sake of himself or herself. The righteous person disadvantages himself or herself for the sake of the community how to cultivate your inner Athena, how to cultivate centeredness within inside yourself. Stop before you make a decision. Put the needs of the community before your own. I'll see you on the next episode of JC Talks Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care.